Welcome back to another episode of Eastern Current Saltwater Fishing Podcast. My name is Captain Ozzy with Marker 23 Guide Service, and today I had the chance to talk to Captain Perry. Perry is a fly fishing guide here on the coast of North Carolina and the owner of Soundside Outfitters. Perry and I talk about a couple of exciting events coming down the pipe, such as Skiffapalooza and Redfish Rodeo. We also talk about flood tides, false albacore, and bull drum. As always, I appreciate you guys listening, and I hope you enjoy. If I'm fishing a jig, you can bet it's going to be an iStrike Texas Eye. Dave and Ralph at iStrike have built the most versatile and durable lineup of jigs in the saltwater industry. Whether you need a finesse presentation on spooky wintertime redfish, or you need to hop a big swim bait on deep water structure for cobia and bull redfish, iStrike has the jig for you. Be sure to check out their website and use code EC10 for up to 40% off all iStrike products and 10% off all Z-Man products. The code can only be used at iStrikeFishing.com and you can find the code and the link to their website in the podcast show notes. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Eastern Current on Patreon. There you'll be able to find our weekly Ramp Talk podcast where my guide buddies and I discuss our day-to-day fishing on the way to the boat ramp in the morning. You will also be able to find extra video content that you can't find on YouTube. If you've loved listening to the Eastern Current podcast, subscribing to our Patreon is a great way to help support the show. Well, Captain Perry, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day. Make it all the way down to Verona, North Carolina, Marker 23 headquarters, if you will. It's a uh, it's a lovely drive, very scenic. <laughs> miles and miles of beautiful 17. Uh, yeah, 17, uh, a little bit of Lejeune, uh, some more Lejeune. <laughs> and I think right when I finally turned off, there was Lejeune. <laughs> yeah, that, that summarizes... Um, our area from Swansboro to Sneeds Ferry right there. Yeah, you know, it was, it was really only a quick, like, 30-minute jump from my house, so really, really? not a bad no, not a bad drive. That time of day, I'm, I was thinking it would take you a little longer. Oh, no, nah, man, you come in from – I'm in Hubert is from the house, so take the back road and hit 24 and cut around, and bam, here I am. There you are. Um, well, I'm stoked to have you on. We have some, some pretty cool topics to cover. Before we jump into it, tell me how you got to where you're at how you got started in the outdoors and, and how you ended up being in the position you're in now. Oh, well, if you just give me a second and uh, let this cat quit licking my toes. <laughs> That's kind of nice. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm back. Um, but no, it's, uh, you know, I don't have any stupid, crazy story. Uh, my story starts off very similar to everyone else's. You know, my dad was a fisherman. He was a big hunter. Um Mostly anything that flies, that's what he liked to shoot at. So birds were a thing for me growing up. Uh, fishing was basically bass and bluegill and brim and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much, I remember the first time he gave me a fly rod. Uh, it was at my grandma's pond. And uh, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, way too complicated. Like, where's where's my bobber and cricket at? Um, but, you know, I tried it here and there just to amuse him. And, um, you know, I grew up into a budding young adult and attended college at Appalachian State. Uh, Go Nears, by the way. (laughs) And that's really where I kind of went headfirst into my world of fly fishing. It was, uh, I had a group of friends who fly fished, and there I was like, hey, you want to go fishing on our day off? I was like, yeah, okay, I'll pack some beers and go sit in the water with you, sure. And uh, that's really where I got into it. You know, we'd 
just something quick and easy around Boone. We you know we'd go over to the park in Valley Crucis and rail on a couple fish and, you know, responsibly get our way back to the dorm or the house or the apartment, wherever we were living that year. But that's really where I got into it. And then um, as a graduation gift, my dad got me a, uh, a 10-day float in Alaska, which was really, really cool. It was 10 days of float, stop, camp where you're at, and keep going. Um, and that really just sealed the deal for me, you know, especially it was something I could share with him um, so we could have that bond, but yeah, blah, blah, blah. But that's, it really got deep. And after college, you know, I worked in Raleigh at an architecture firm for a while, and uh, I loved, loved staring at a computer for 16 hours a day. It just did it for you? God, it got me so good. <laughs> So I took my fascination with staring at computer screens and uh, moved out west to Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, where I vowed never to look at one again. <laughs> <laughs> and when I got to Colorado, I was really just going there for one winter to be a ski bum, to get it out of my blood. Uh, but then I got a taste of spring. You know, everybody says you go for the winter and stay for the summer. And I got a job at a local fly shop there and started working the shop and uh, stuck with it. Eventually became uh, manager of that shop location, you know, guided when we needed to, but it was, it was just trout, 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 Yeah. Like, that was my life. I mean, I've got them tattooed up and down my arm. Um, and while I was out there, I met a lovely young lady who is now my wife and mother to my beautiful child. And we pretty much just were kind of done with that area. We were, we were out in Vail and it was just, you know, we wanted to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd go back there in a heartbeat if I could afford to do it, but we just wanted something different. So we spun the map and uh, landed in Savannah, Georgia, <clears throat> and loved Savannah. I would go back there today. I love Savannah. It's awesome. Uh, the fishing's great. The people are friendly. And down there, I got a job at a uh, fly shop right downtown at Riv- excuse me, Rivers and Glen. Did that for a bit. And then, um, what what were you fishing for down there primarily? Uh, I mean, redfish is king, but you've got other species. You know, I wish we got the jacks like they have. I mean, heck, even South Carolina, but there's this magical line to where they go from 30 pounders to two pounders, but they're still fun. Yeah. Uh, but they had a great tarpon fishery not far from there. Uh, but redfish was definitely king. Gotcha. Um, and still a shallow water. Yeah, much bigger tide swing. You know, you look mm. at places, Charleston, Savannah, that, you know, anywhere from six, seven and a half to eight to nine foot swing, depending on the mood and phase. And you're like, oh, man. So it's a different world for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it definitely communicates and correlates to where we are today. We just don't have six foot mud walls going down a creek at low tide. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have acres of oyster bars that destroy our skiff. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got plenty of that there, too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. From Savannah. Yeah, Savannah. Uh, loved it down there. We were down there just short term. Got a uh, call from the family. My stepdad, who was one of my fathers, he'd been in my life since I was four, so we'll call him a father, not even a stepdad. But he uh, he got sick. So we came back here to be with him. And uh, after he passed, you know, the wife and I looked at each other and we're like, that's enough moving. Like, let's, I don't want to load the truck up again. Let's be done. Yeah. <laughs> And she is a porcelain-skinned redhead who loves 105-degree summer days. Just adores them. She hates it, if <laughs> nobody caught on to that. <laughs> but anyways, she liked, she loved the area. You know, we like kind of our little small-town vibe in Swansboro, but there was enough to do if we needed to 
jump to the big city of Moorhead or Jacksonville, you know. That's, oh, yeah. It's, big time. Uh, yeah, it was plenty to do. And, um, well, we opened, well, not opened, we bought an existing bed and breakfast and ran and operated it for several years. And then that's where I got into captaining. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to get my captain's license. You know, we used to hire this stuff out. People, guests who would stay, they'd sunset cruises and just eco tours. You're like, I, yeah, Got I, can do that. I can do that. <laughs> you guys want a bottle of wine and play kissy kissy face? Let's do it. Yeah. And so I got my captain's license purely for that. And um, if somebody wanted to go fishing, I mean, heck, you know, I grew up doing it. So let's go fishing. But uh, it was mostly just for the scenic uh, kissy faces. And while Hurricane Florence came and went and destroyed the bed and breakfast, and that was a pretty tough battle, about two and a half years in court with insurance. And one thing led to another, and it was right when uh, my wife told me she got pregnant. It was uh, We were dealing with some small-town politics that were kind of making it tough, and it was right when I got diagnosed with um, a cancerous tumor. And so it was just a lot happening. And we just folded, and we're like, we're just going to sell the land and start something else. And that's when I became full-time guide. And uh, I've never looked back since. So that's uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. And then how did that land, how did that full-time guiding progress into what is Soundside Outfitters now? Oh, yeah. If nobody knows, I own Soundside Outfitters in <laughs> Swansboro, North Carolina. Um, you know, Soundside actually – has well, not sound sad, but just a fly shop in general has kind of been a dream or a thought for years between a group of us up my way. You know, it's like, oh, you know, we do have a fly shop not far from us um, up in Atlantic Beach. And thank you to Captain Joe for the culture that he has created in the area for fly fishing. But there was kind of nothing down our neck of the woods, you know, that whole other section of Carteret County, Onslow County, basically between Atlantic Beach and Wilmington. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's a few options here and there, but there wasn't a dedicated fly shop. And it was really, the idea was, the group of us were like, man, it'd be cool just to have a metal building so we could all sit around and drink either a, any sort of cold drink. I'll just leave it at that. And um, just BS, and we can have, like, a, a big map on the wall, of like a war room map, and we could put pins where everybody's so it's just constant communication and, we can just hang out and have that vibe, that atmosphere. And um, well, we don't have a war room maps up because that's kind of foolish to just show pins of everything. That's a different topic. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, piece of property came up right there in Swansboro uh, in between the two small bridges. And my brother and I, who owns Pogies, were looking at it. We're like, yeah, dude, like this is location, location, location. Number one rule of real estate, like. We're on the water. We've got docks. You can pull up by boat. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, all right, well, now i got to figure out not only are we buying real estate, but now I've got to start figuring out, you know, what companies and this and that. Anyways, it unfolded, and um, we did round one of construction last year. We got open on April 22nd of this year, so we've been open for a few months, and we've got another round of construction coming in the fall, you know, just exterior stuff, nothing major, nothing that's going to close us. And then it's just going to be the awesomeness. Yeah. Um, we've got some great brands now, you know, everything from uh, Mauser Fly Rods, Hatch Reels, uh, Siegler Reels, Reddington, uh, Grundens, a uh, bunch of tying materials. I know I'm missing something. Uh, Lampson Reels, 
Uh, just picked them up not that long ago. And rods, too. Um, turtle box speakers. You know, just fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we actually just picked up uh, Sims. So nice. we're bringing Sims in, which will be a really cool account to have. Uh, and we're looking at some, you know, other brands that we're still diving into that world of. But the shop is, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, it's been overwhelmingly just the amount of support from the community, both locally and even down here towards you or Wilmington. Like we get people from all over that come in. They're like, oh, there's a fly shop. Mm-hmm. You guys got this material, or oh, you, can I cast this right? Like, absolutely, dude. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how the fly shop came to be, and man, it has been a blessing. It is the exact atmosphere and vibe, everything that we were all wanting, mm-hmm. minus the war room maps um, and the metal building because I can't park my skiff inside the fly shop. That'd be pretty cool. Though. That would be pretty sick. Um, skiffs at a fly shop are mandatory. I think that's a requirement. Um, to even be called a fly shop. And uh, as many skiffs as we can get there in a single particular day would <laughs> really be awesome. <laughs> Before we get to that, <laughs> tell me um, that fly shop in Colorado that you ended up managing, uh, what inspiration does that have in this fly shop you're trying to grow and build in Swansboro now? Oh, Is there a oh yeah. relation oh yeah. So there? the shop in Colorado, I mean, I'll name it, it's Gore Creek Fly Fisherman. Um, it's actually part of Vale Resorts. So, you know, big mother company. It's the sister shop to Taylor Creek Fly Shop over in Basalt, which is world-renowned, epic. Uh, the frying pan, the roaring fork, like Taylor Creek is the shop in that area. And that mm-hmm. was our sister store. But being that we came from a more corporate mother company, there was a lot more on the aesthetics, customer service, the way things are laid out, Basically, your planning of your merchandising. And that is <laughs> really drilled in my head. They used to have a saying that if there's time to lean, there's time to clean. <laughs> so I appreciate a good hometown vibe. Those good fly shops, mom and pop. Keep it clean. Keep it comfortable. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, and it's customer service is number one. Like, yes, I'm there to sell rods, reels, materials, whatever but I'm selling myself and my business to get you to come back and either hang out and grab a cold drink out of the fridge, come to a tie night, an event, a tournament, whatever. You got to have that atmosphere. And that was really drilled into us out in Colorado of that customer service, that engagement. Like you walk in the door, you're getting a, Hey, you leave that door. You're getting a, thanks for coming in. It's a, how can I help you? What are you looking for? What flies are we tying? Like, Hey, have you seen this new material right here? This is pretty dope. Yeah. It's a, it's really just the engagement and the involvement, the service, and I mean, obviously, the merchandising too. You got to make it look good for people to want to be there. Yeah, I think you nailed it when you said atmosphere. Yeah, I didn't. I've never seen the shop you're talking about, but the minute that I, well, actually, I was in there before you opened. Um, <laughs> True, because I'm there. I'm exclusive. <laughs> VIP party. <laughs> no, I um, I was about to travel. I was like, dude, can I please buy whatever it is I needed. Striper season. Yes. Yep. I, yep. When you were going to Roanoke. Now I was about to get God on the Roanoke. I'm like, I need something bad. Yeah. And, um, but once you were open and, and fully functioning, when I stepped in the doors, I was like, holy cow. Like, you nailed whatever it is, that it factor, um, the atmosphere, you, uh, you nailed it. And I didn't even have to see 
what your inspiration was to know, like not knowing anything, the fly shops I've been to around the country, um, you had it. You know, that was a, it was big, there's big time, I hate using this word, but I'm going to use it. Oh, use it. Use it. <laughs> there's big time vibes as far as fly shops are concerned. Good vibes only, man. Good, Good vibes, vibes only. only. Austin Angler-esque vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be legends walk through the door, you just feel it. Mm, I'm actually going to put that into a t-shirt. I would buy it. I, I probably should. <laughs> but no, it was the, the shop, you know, I, we have this image in our head of what we want it to look like. And trust me when I say the shop looks nothing like what I thought it would look like. Yeah. <laughs> and there were certain things to take into consideration. You know, the building's on the water. There is a 100% chance of it flooding during a hurricane. I think we're like, I don't know, 2.2 feet above sea level. <laughs> so really? it is what it is. So... You know, I had to be mindful of things like that. So the racks on the wall had to be removable to trailer away so I could take merchandise and, you know, anything that's hard mounted to the wall. Like, I've got to be mindful of things. And that was the big wrench that was thrown in the aesthetic vibe that I was looking for. But we made it work. Yeah. You know, I've got everything from some modern pieces in there to some old family heirloom furniture that it just works and it makes the space and, you get some sweet literature in there. There's some literature, I absolutely. Didn't expect that happening. No, no, there's... That's there's, not what you expect to see in the review of your fly shop at all. <laughs> but you, you had some sweet... Uh, the Yeti book yep. was in there. And uh, Salt, which is a great yeah. um, publication as well. Those are our coffee table books because we do have the two comfy leather chairs with the coffee table. And you got the videos playing in the corner. and Dude, the TV's on the wall showing some fish porn or something like that yeah. all the time. Is that word acceptable to use? I'll allow it. Thank you. I feel Thank like you. a judge <laughs> or a volleyball ref or something. Let's go! <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you create that hangout. You know, even if you come in and you're not looking to shop, like, let's just sit and tell stories and lie to each other about something, you know? (laughs) We'll tell fish tales. And then get mad at the guy that divulges too much information in the shop. (laughs) You give him that cross eye, like, you hush your mouth right now. Don't say that spot again. What? (laughs) Code names. (laughs) And I remember the last time we did a podcast together, We I think we talked about code names for 30 minutes. You were there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because a topic was brought up that we were um, not openly discussing and... too much detail. And I, for, was it you or Judd? I think it was Judd who brought it remember. up. He's like, oh, hey, this and this and this. And I remember, like, it was me and John at the same time. Yep, yep, yep. And you were, the, you were there, obviously. And uh, I remember me and John both, like, cut a side eye. We're like, you hush your mouth, John. <laughs> Is this thing recording? <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple times I've been hanging out with you or John or whatever, and I'll say something, and I'll see this, this look. You and John look at each other all of a sudden, like, he knows about that. And then, like, I've literally heard John look at you and say, should we let him in on this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, heck, even before we sat down to do this, you know, we were talking about some spots that were fishing well and some flats that have been productive. And, you know, I'd say, oh, you check this spot out. And you're like, what's that spot? Oh, we call it this. And you're like, oh, everybody calls something different. It's, yep. it's code names just so you can have open conversation. Everybody does it, I'm sure. You got to be able to talk at the boat ramp. Yeah, That's absolutely. Oh, we hit this spot, this spot, this spot. And mm-hmm. everybody else is over there like, they went to what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. figure that one out. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the boys down south got some of the funniest names. Um, What's your favorite? Oh, we just did this um, in conversation a while back. 
The favorite I've heard or the favorite that like I have? The favorite I've heard was Boob. Boob? Yeah, the boys down south have one called Boob. And then like it's a big spot. Uh-huh. And then like under boob could be fishing better than side boob. Ooh, that's crucial. You got nipple, the that, dead center of it. That is that like an oyster rock and you fish the areola area around it? I think so. Okay. We're definitely getting hit by uh the radio police for this. Oh yeah, Judd has a lot of bleeping to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Judd. Um We've got some funny ones. You know, we we'll name like we have a uh, a Linda Land. <laughs> uh we were talking about that one earlier. Uh, that's named after the lovely Linda Lovelace. Um, <laughs> for our younger listeners out there, you can Google it. Uh, turn your safe search on. <laughs> or off, whatever. Uh, parents, I'm sorry. And then, of course, there you know, there's there's Ginny Creek, which is the friendly girl next door. And, but other stuff will just be, like, we've got some spots that we'll name after certain animals that are prevalent in that area or something oh yeah um, i got bluebill bay yeah you know we've got a uh coyote spot that we see a lot of coyotes at yeah or, um yeah i don't know yeah I, if i start saying them i'm probably gonna get punched in the face when i get home cause probably I'm giving them away we got some stupid ones too though Do you? like feeder creek that's that's it's, specific because there's a feeder creek there good luck yeah no, i know exactly where that is <laughs> get out or like this one is a little too much but like there's this dock, and it has a certain color roof, and we call it, it's not this, but for reference, like, oh, yeah, purple roof or whatever. Okay. So, like, we're not creative sometimes, and then uh-huh. sometimes we're really creative. Um, well, one thing, and I've, I've said this on the show before, too, the map obviously has these names. Um, trying to think of a community name. Um, <laughs> without, without giving too much away real quick. <laughs> everybody knows, let's say, New River Inlet. Sure. Everybody knows that. that. Wait, where's that? <laughs> so we will mix them up. So you got Bear Inlet, New River Inlet. We'll mm-hmm. call them opposite. Okay. Like there's, on the map, there is a Hell's Gate. You'll, you can go look at Hell's Gate okay. on a map. It says it. We call Hell's Gate something totally different. But y'all know that. But we know it. Good. So we're using names on the map, and it's come back to burn us when those spots actually do turn on, we're talking about. No, we're really talking about the spot. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 no winks, no yeah. nothing involved. Yeah, dude, it was hilarious. Um, especially tournament fishing, we'll, we can be at a captain's meeting or a, a weigh in and, and and talk about it. Another thing we use is going to burn me next time someone hears me talking to the doc. Mile marker numbers. Mm. Well, I'm marker twenty three, right? This is so true. That's, that's my guide service name or whatever, my company name. Is so, how far away is that from twenty two? About a mile. Okay. <laughs> Roughly, give or take. <laughs> um, but um, we'll use, like, if we turn off the waterway into a piece of marsh, we'll just use that number. Mm. Like I was in 14 today, and he knows that the Around, spot. Yeah. yeah. It's the creek after 14 or that's, whatever. That's pretty clever. Yeah. But soon have, as you, I might have to steal that one. As soon as you pick up on our terminology, well, there's a tournament angler, actually. We all like bull crap and yeah. hang out together. He picked up on it. Uh-oh. He was like, you mean, I'm like, looked at my tournament part. I was like, oh, God. No, that, uh, <laughs> we were talking about how many frescas we drank on the boat today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The tricky part is, say, take mark, marker 23, and this is why it's significant, um, the name is. There is marker 23 in North Topsail, and it's right around this area that I barely even left my first year of guiding. Like, this is my confident area. There's also a marker 23 at the mouth of New River, which is where I'm, Probably eighty percent 
do my guiding out of. So it was prevalent to me there. Um, and it's a family name, which that's a longer story than we're going to get into. But um, so, yeah, the, the numbers were good. But as soon as someone cracked the code, and this dude's a goodwill hunting smart, like walks in, what is that, stepbrothers or whatever, walks by a room and he's doing a job interview or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah. Sometimes I walk by a classroom and just solve the problem in my head. <laughs> um, he's like smart like that. He's like, you're talking about mile markers. I was like, thanks, crap. Matt Damon. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Matt Damon. But um, back, uh, coming back, <laughs> reeling it back in, let's talk about um, how many skips can you fit in your parking lot and why would that be significant? So in the parking lot itself, uh, I'd probably say at least 232. <laughs> that give or take 200. <laughs> uh, no, we, um, there's, you know, right in front of the shop, there's, of course, painted parking spots. And we probably fit about a dozen of them right there. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a gravel lot off to the side, kind of for overflow parking um, and the pokey side of parking too. But yeah, we uh, if we put them in there nice and didn't get in trouble taking over some handicap spots, we could probably have about 15 skiffs right in front of the shop, all lined up sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, that reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> this Saturday, <laughs> August 5th, Starting at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, for any of you guys who have morning charters, you have time to clean your boat and come out. No excuses. None. I will not accept any of them. Is uh, We're hosting our first annual Skiffapalooza. I wish I had a, a button for that. Uh, one of the, would it be a horn that's like... Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, yeah, Skiffapalooza. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. I went a little heavy there. I'm sorry. I don't think people realize just how excited we are about Skiffapalooza. So Skiffapalooza, we just kind of had this brainchild of um, we we all like to hang out, you know. I mean, heck, we were sitting in front of your spot here earlier, or I was admiring your boat. You were doing something. I don't know. But, uh, like, let's just look at boats. Let's have a boat show. We all love the conversation. Oh, yeah. Well, the draft with the beam, oh, the ride yeah. good, is it wet? You know, I yeah. love it. I love that boat conversation. And it was like, okay, cool. Like, no, I don't want to do a skiff meetup, maybe in the future. I don't want to go sit on a sandbar. Dude, let's just keep them on the trailer. How rad is that? I know. Super exciting. Yeah. Boats on trailers. <laughs> but it was like, let's line the skiffs up in front of the shop and just talk skiffs. Mm-hmm. Let's show it off. I don't care if you wash it or not. You know, it was funny. Um, I was talking to a guide friend of mine, and he's like, yo, I got a trip that morning. Like, can I show up with the boat? covered in mud i'm like well i mean i hope you don't get stuck that bad but dude yeah that's part of <laughs> show your story bro <laughs> yeah good uh, topic of conversation and it, i've the first time i did it i swore to myself if i ever see a poland skiff come back to the ramp and their boat's covered in mud i'm just gonna go give him a hug yeah like i feel you bro that sucks <laughs> I, he needs a hug yeah instantly and a tip <laughs> <laughs> that's seven dollars and half drank gatorade is cooler wasn't good enough nope um, no, that, that's going to be really cool. There's a couple skiffs I'm really excited to see. We've got so far committed from what I've heard from people. You know, it was one of those things we came up with immediately called buddies. Like, hey, bring your boat. Oh, I'm out of town. Okay, screw you. Uh, bring your boat. Oh, I'm. We're going to be at a wedding. Okay, forget you too. <laughs> but it's uh, we've got several East Capes coming. We got a couple Mavericks. Um, I heard there's a Drake coming. That's the one I'm excited yeah, about. I'm pretty, I want to see that Drake. I'm bad. pretty pumped to see it too. The like super cool wooden chair. And oh yeah, 
We yeah. all we all have crushes on each other on social a, media. My wooden chair is pretty cool too. Um, it's just not in my boat and it's falling apart in mm. my garage. But you should put it on your boat for Skiffapalooza. <laughs> it might cover some of my ripped upholstery if I did Oof. that. That's the one thing. I'm the only thing about bringing your skiff is you're going to be self conscious the whole time because everybody's boat's going to be bad. Well, I think everybody has got that general understanding of. Uh, don't look below a spray rail or a rub <laughs> rail. Like, hey, look, we all know the bottom of our boats are terrible. Just don't even look at it. We should <laughs> we should play uh, who's got the most oyster scratches. Ah, uh, buddy, I, I'm going to just go ahead and put that prize money in my pocket real. I don't know. I know one other one that might contend. John? Yeah. I feel like John has no regard for his boat if there's a fish on the no, other end. John has a lot of regard for his boat. Really? Um, Just sometimes stuff happens. You know, I'd love to hear that story from John one day. Well, that's one from John. Like, I mean, I, I remember I was fishing in old Chucktown with some buddies of mine, and we were fishing a creek, and the creek was totally deep enough. And uh, fish started running towards the mouth. We're like, all right, well, we're gonna run towards the mouth too. We're gonna chase them. Uh, by the way, that creek mouth uh, was totally sealed off, mm. and it was one hundred percent oyster bar. So we had to push my boat mm. over. Oh yeah, it sucked. I've got photos of it if you ever want to see it. But it hurt. Yeah, I bet. But once again, reeling it back in. Uh, Skiffapalooza is Saturday, uh, this Saturday, August 5th. It starts at 3 p.m. Uh, so, I mean, you're welcome to come earlier, but we're going to try and block the front of the building off uh, that morning so we've got room to park all the skiffs. Basically, just back your boat in. We're going to line them up. You're going to unhook and park in the gravel lot next door. And it's just going to be a boat show. A skiff show. We're gonna. I'm gonna have a fridge full of cold drinks. Um, you can bring some if you want. We're just gonna stand around and and talk shop, talk business, look at boats, have a good time. All sorts of high fives, low fives, uh, snails and balloons and doorknob fist bumps, all that fun stuff. All of them. Yeah, maybe minus one of them. Mm. But uh, bummer. Uh, well, that's that's our secret handshake. Uh, I can't can't divulge. I gotcha. Um. But it'll be a good time, man. We've um, hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, hot so, dogs for sure. That's actually what. So when you called me, that's what's up. I don't care about skiffs that much. Just you said hot dogs. I was like, I'm in. Okay. Um, like Carolina Pride, something, some red hot dogs. I don't do the all beef Dude, stuff. I mean, I'm not even picky. Okay, it's so a hot dog. Glizzy's a glizzy dog. I'll be there. You're good with just white bread for a bun, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> if it ain't Wonder Bread, I'm out. Okay. All right. Oh. I can do that. But now we're just gonna throw some dogs on the grill. Um. Cold drinks in the fridge, uh, 3 p.m. until whenever we just decide everybody's looked at enough skiff stuff. Um, it's just going to be a fun time hanging out, talking. Like I said, we've got East Capes. We've got Mavericks. We've got a Drake. We've got um, a Ranger. We've got Ginus. We've got Toeys. Uh, we got a couple John Boats, which, P.S., uh, another topic coming out. Everybody better watch out for this dude in the John Boat. I'm telling you, this is a fishy, fishy dude. And uh, can't wait to see him come out this weekend for Skiffapalooza. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be, I think we got a couple beaver tails coming too. Uh, big boats, little boats. Well, in the world of skiff. Big skiffs, little skiffs. 18 foot. <laughs> 17 to 19 feet. <laughs> small to large. Um, but, yeah, this, there's no, like, grand prize boat, coolest skiff ever winner. This is just fun. Yeah. Uh, it's something to get the community together, something for us to, you know, a meet and greet if you don't know these folks. Um, just just have a good time and high hand slaps. Yeah. That's what we're doing, high, high hand, hand slaps. slaps. 
in the world of fishing, in your your network can be everything. Hundred percent. It can save a day. Fun oh. fishing or guiding, either way. Uh-huh. Um, and it's always fun to point a boat out. I know that guy. Yeah, I, I've seen. I him don't before. know. We did. Me and Judd did that today. Um, very rarely do we overlap, but sometimes I'll be in his neck of the woods. Sometimes he'll be in mine. It's nice. Like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Um, but I do that commonly in a in a less pressured area. And when I see a boat I don't know, I'm like, who? Who is this? Take a picture who of the send crap? It to everyone. Yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah. Um, but it's cool to know your boats on the water and stuff. And there's gonna be some sexy boats out there. To, I like I said, I I love the the conversation of, I like this about it, and I don't like that. Your mm-hmm. compartments aren't great, or da 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 da. Um, I think my tournament partner's like I had him on a while back. He's gonna come with me, I believe. Um, and he's he's a boat nerd. Okay, like he'll go through and be like, I think it's a beautiful rig. You know, and I'm more concerned about the part of the rig that touches the water. Mm-hmm. He's like, you see those hatches? Those were bought out by Linco, and now Tamatashu or you know, like, <laughs> how do you know all this? And he's like, not a good boat. Your hatches are gonna leak. I'm like, hey, he's just a nerd about it. It's really, really wise. So is Jeff, actually. Well, those those are some details that do make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, I didn't realize it until you know being around guys like him. Yeah, and uh, I think that'll be a be a, a plus about the event and the crap talking because we have something to crap talk about. Oh, 100%. Leading up after this, uh, the Saturday after, right? Uh, do we have that button again? I'm or, ready. Are you ready? Dun, 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 dun. Wrong button. God, dog it. <laughs> I wish we had video. <laughs> I think I'd have got a kick out of that. Oh, cr- oh wrong. Oh. Wrong one. No, That's we don't want not that accurate. Saturday, August twelfth. <laughs> my uh, my transformer's voice is not that great. <laughs> this Saturday, August twelfth. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the weekend after Skiffapalooza, which again is August fifth at three o'clock till whenever. Uh, but on Saturday, August twelfth, um, specifically me and you, because uh, I've got the Soundside hat on, you've got the Eastern Current hat on. We're it's like co- yeah, we're collabing, dude. We are the entities. Oh my Lanta! So it's a it's a collab. Like we slid into each other's DMs and was like, "Want a collab?" And we were like, "Oh, thumbs up, smiley face, let's do this." Mm-hmm. After we made sure it wasn't a bot. Oh, hundred percent. I had to check how many followers you had, and were they legit people, or was it like a name with seven dots and a question mark? In Did it? you have uh, more than two photos? Uh, Seventeen. Ah, I was sketched out about it. But turns no. out we're not bots. And no, we now were, we're going to collaborate. Uh, we are real people. <laughs> <laughs> so Saturday, August 12th, uh, between Soundside Outfitters and Eastern Current is our first annual Redfish Rodeo. Sick name. Was that good? Dude, that was really yeah. good. Thank you. I might have to do that again for the intro. Okay. You let me know. We can redo it. <laughs> but this is a, uh, a North Carolina only fly-only tournament. Um, we all know there's a lot of redfish tournaments around. This one is fly-only. A um, couple little of the details. Some I'm going to tweet the deets real quick that people might want to know about. Uh, one, fly-only. That is fly line, leader, and fly. 
No sort of artificial noise making this and that. If it's tied into your flies, such as like a rattle or something, that's cool. Uh, specifically, nothing in between, whatever. I'll just go ahead and say it. No popping flies, guys. No popping flies. Mm. Uh, you can use a popper. That's actually a game changer for me. I didn't realize. Oh, uh, really? No. Okay. <laughs> but um, that's a really good point because, I mean, given the time of year and yep. the unique fishery we have, that that's a really good rule to have put in there. Yeah, you know, being August 12th, that's uh, you can go from small to very large uh, specimens of fish that we're targeting, which is redfish only. Um, and it is a catch photo release tournament through the iAngler app. Um, and if anybody's interested in registering, you can head to either the Eastern Current page or the Soundside page on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Uh, we've got that stuff posted on stories and links and everywhere. You can just click that and sign up. It is a team of two, two people. So if you're a single person, um, looking for love. No, if you're single and want to fish it, just find a buddy to go with you and go along. Um, it's not a payout tournament. It is a prize tournament. Uh, and any of the proceeds that we make are going to be donated to one of our local organizations around the Swansboro area. We're working with a couple right now to finish a couple details. So I will announce that as soon as the paper is signed. Um, but we've got some phenomenal prizes, man. We got hatch reels. We've got Mauser fly rods. We've got uh, MFC waterproof boat boxes and leafs. And is there a turtle box? Uh, you know, I can't give everything away. Oh man, I would have, I would have definitely uh, tried a lot harder. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, tie materials, t-shirts, hats. Oh god, y'all don't even want to know the stickers. Um, some Grundens flops. Oh, nice. Um, uh, jacket bibs from Grundens going to be awesome. So what else am I... I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I've got boxes just stashed at the shop. For this. Um, hi, I mean, they're not at the shop. They're hiding in a secure location in a lockdown facility. But it's it's we've got great products, and thank you to all of our sponsors who have donated. Um, I did just get word today on the way to you that there's actually a low-rance unit being donated. Oh, my God. So that's pretty rad. Yeah. That's sick. Um, that's a big one. and um, But it's teams of two. You have to fish inside the line of demarcation. So if you don't know what that is, that means don't go beachside. Yep. Don't go offshore. <laughs> yeah. Stay inshore. Don't go out of the inlet. You can fish how whatever types of water that you want. If you want to go fish for these big bulls, have at it. If you want to go fish your belly crawlers, have at it. A uh, couple stipulations. It is a inch. It's a point per. Oh, bless you. That was aggressive. Oh, there's like nine more coming. That's okay. You know what they say if you do it seven times in a row, right? Do I die or something? <laughs> this might be another one of those radio police things we don't talk about. I used to be told if you farted and sneezed at the same time, you would croak right there. Uh, I think I've done it and uh, pooped. <laughs> Dude, up until 13, I was scared to death every time. I was like, please don't fart, please don't fart. I oh, thought, man. I believed it, man. I can. It was convinced in me that. Was it just too much awesomeness that your heart stops? And it's like, that was cool. I'm you, done. Yeah, I guess so. You, you, you couldn't. Peaked, you peaked in life. Yeah, you couldn't go beyond that. <laughs> can you sneeze with your eyes open? No, that's impossible. I'm about to have an opportunity. It's science, by the way. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the rules, uh, you were about to tell me about the bulls and the belly crawlers. 
and why that's significant because yep. limits. So it is basically every inch is a point, and it is total points wins. Here's the kicker. We are counting up to uh, was it 32 or 34. I don't have the rules right in front of me, y'all. Please forgive me. 32 or 34 inches is your max, and let me explain why. Most of your measuring devices are basically between 28 to 34 inches. And being that this is a catch photo release, by the way, guys, his eyes closed. If you didn't hear that sneeze. <laughs> I tried so hard. <laughs> um, for us to be fair and square across the board, it has to be an appropriate measurement device. And since I'm not out there on the boat with you, I have to see the entire measuring device in the photo. And so most of those go up, like I said, 28 to 34 inches. You are welcome to catch 45, 50-inch fish all you want. We only give you the max score of 32 to 34. So if you catch 10 of those puppies, you've done really well. But it also gives the chance for all those belly-crawling guys to go ahead and catch 10, 30-inch fish. Um just trying to level the playing field and obviously be fair with the measuring devices because I don't know. Have you ever fished any sort of redfish tournament where there wasn't some sort of drama that happened? <laughs> Negative. Okay. I fully expect questions and comments, but we're just trying to make this level across the board and fair for everyone. Yeah. Um, I am not going to trust the – C-Deck or whatever company you use ruler on the side of your gunnel that goes to 172 inches. Like, I just, is it calibrated? <laughs> <laughs> I almost got a ticket for that my first year guiding. I bought a, uh, I had a cooler with a, I don't know if it's C-Deck or it was like laser engraved or whatever it was. And I threw a 19-inch fish on it. And I'm like, yep, you're good. Told the guys that were fishing with me, like, yeah, that, that's a legal fish. Say hello to your dinner. Got back, and it was like a hair legal, barely legal. Ooh, like checked by you on another device oh, no, or no. fisheries? I got stopped. Okay. Yeah, okay. We, and we got a new guy in the area, and you know how, you know, new Marine Patrol. Oh, you're no. Get, you're, you're getting stopped. 100%. Until y'all are buddies. Um, But anyways, he's like, yeah, don't do that again. I was like, got it. It was an inch, almost an inch and some change off. Mm. So that's, that's a good rule. It's got to be a... A standard, yep. standardized thing there for the tournament, um, and I, I really like that. If you get, let's say the what is it, thirty three inches, if you were to go catch three fifty inch fish, you're good for what's thirty three times three? Uh, ninety nine. Sure. So you're got ninety nine. A great day, <laughs> great day. But someone could also go do that with whatever. Yeah, you know, twenty six inch fish. You, yeah. you catch four of those, and then. Ten nine inch winning. fish. Yeah. Nope. Still ten, wrong. Ten nine inch. <laughs> I'm so glad we um, didn't have to do math for a captain's license. Test. Eleven nine nine inch fish. Is that ninety nine? Uh, yeah. Here, you got a piece of paper. We'll draw it out. Two, three, do you remember five. the trick on your <laughs> nines tables with your fingers? I feel like I've been told it before, but I can't tell you the last time someone looked at me and was like, "Hey, what's seven times nine? Like, oh, that's easy. Drop down. Oh, what's that? Sixty three. Oh, wow. Gotcha. I'm gonna lose. <laughs> I'm going to report 23 inches and caught 12 fish. You're like, wait a minute, Ozzy. No, well, the joy of it is, is I'm the one that counts. The, well, me, Soundside, and y'all, Eastern Current, are the ones counting these fish. So, um, 
like I said, it's a catch photo release tournament, so y'all don't need to come back with any fish in the cooler, live well, whatever. It is everything's catch photo release, um, and it is a live leaderboard on the iAngler app, so you know where you stand. Um, but yeah, inside line of demarcation, no popping devices. Uh, you can have as many flies as you want. There's no quota or limitation on that. Whatever pattern, as long as it is a fly, you can do it. Um, inside line of demarcation. I, I have a few questions. Oh. Go ahead. No, please. Ask away. I didn't want to interrupt you, though. That's okay. Um, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, what about launching? Shotgun start? So Launch wherever you want? That How's is that working? Great question that I should have covered from the beginning. It's okay. This tournament is actually statewide. So you can fish anywhere you want to in North Carolina. Um, doesn't matter what ramp you use. Doesn't matter if your boat's on a lift at your house. Uh, I don't care. But it's North Carolina. You guys know where the state is if you don't <laughs> look at a map. <laughs> um, but, yeah, any inside the line of demarcation waters of North Carolina. Gotcha. Now, here's the kicker. Let's say you're fishing up in Outer Banks or super far down south, like past Wilmington, that area. Um, and you're in top three. Like, hey, man, we podiumed. We're, we got this. You better make sure you're at the shop on Saturday. Um, fishing ends at 3 p.m. So we're pretty much going from Safe Light, a.k.a. Sunrise, till 3 p.m. that day. The after party starts at 4. Don't get worried. If you are fishing down here, the awards are not until 6.30. The after party which starts at 4 is if you did fish closer to the shop and you're done... You want to come hang out, have some cold drinks, sit in the air conditioner, tell me all about your day, give me some pins type thing. You know? <laughs> um, some lat longs. So the party's going to go 4 o'clock till whenever, but the actual award ceremony is at 6.30, and for you to receive awards, you do have to be there. Um, Does it get bumped down to the next person up? Yeah, if you're not there to claim it, then the whole podium shifts. Gotcha. Um, so you're going to want to be there, because like I said, we've got some awesome prizes. So, but all the rules are posted on the iAngler app. Um, you can check out our Facebook, our Instagram, uh, or the Eastern Current Facebook or Instagram to get that link. Uh, you can download the app on your phone. It's super easy to create an account. Uh, to register, you just search for Redfish Rodeo under the upcoming tournaments. And it is a picture of a cowboy riding a redfish. Uh, I know it doesn't make much sense, but it does. It's pretty sick. <laughs> no, the artwork's incredible. Who and, did that? Uh, Judson got that done. Um, you're going to ask me that, and I was just talking to this dude so I could get the vector files. His brother? Brother-in-law? Uh, no, hold on. Where is Judson? Oh, there it is. Um, Dawsonian Outdoors? Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I was really dude, digging it. Yeah, they are, they are tattoo phenomenal. Tattoo material. Oh, 100%. So we've got shirts and stuff getting made up. Oh, um, sick. So we'll have some shirts for everybody, too. Um, but, yeah, so... Fish anywhere you want to. Be at the shop. Um, prizes are given out. Uh, we do have trophies. The trophies are pretty cool. I'm going to have to tell you that. I've seen them. Um, I bet you can't guess what it is. It's not a wrestling belt. Is it a cowboy? No. Redfish tail? Uh, it is a uh, bronze-plated cowboy boot. We're totally kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> I was... I sell my trophy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what we're like. Oh, I can't do that. But um, that's sick. We've got some great teams signed up already. But you just go to the app, um, enter in your name, your partner's name, team name, if you want to do that. Uh, 
sign up, and then you're on there. And you guys can see the live leaderboard throughout the day. Uh, we can see it as it's happening. And, um, yeah, once 3 o'clock hits, no more submissions will be accepted. So 259.59, totally cool. 3 o'clock, one second, it's done. I can't count it. Um, but then the after party starts. Prizes are given out. All sorts of upper hand slaps are done. More hot dogs? I don't know. I might do burgers on this one. Maybe some brats. I'm out. You're out? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> fried chicken. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. Dude, we should uh, uh, we should do a Boston butt. That's a little complicated. I shouldn't have dude, brought it up. I, you know what? I actually got asked today if I was actually fishing the tournament. I was like, no, I got to be at the shop. There's a lot to set up for and a lot to deal with. You know, somebody's got to man their battle station on this thing. But um, I would love to fish the tournament. And uh, not place at all. <laughs> but uh, no, it's I would love to fish it. But so I'll be there uh, if we want to do something like that. I'm sure there'll be some sort of snacks and goodies. Like guys, I still got uh, like twelve days to figure this out. Plenty of time. Plenty, Plenty of time. I don't know why you even think about it right now. Look, prizes are here. That's what the whole thing. <laughs> Food. Don't worry about it. Just come and eat. Have cold snacks, warm snacks, hot snacks, any type of snacks. Um, and just celebrate a good day. That's gonna be so sick. I'm very excited for the next two Saturdays. Yeah, it's that. a it's a fun run of weekends coming up between Skiffapalooza uh, this Saturday and then Saturday the twelfth for the uh, Redfish Rodeo. There, there's a lot happening. You know, we're we're moving and grooving and uh, just trying to get everybody to be one cohesive team of funness. Yeah, yeah, with, with a pH fun. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's pretty pretty fun. I know. I'm getting a little rad for you, I can tell. Fun. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got some pretty cool things coming down the pipe. Um if you if you're not signed up, which that's, I'm actually not signed up yet. I know. I'm uh I looked at it earlier this morning to see what teams had signed up and I didn't see your names. So. How are we uh, well I was about to say before we get there is you don't miss out. You don't end up seeing the Instagram stories and in the photos. And wishing you were there. It's going to be a blast. Another thing is, um, I was going to ask you, because I haven't signed up yet, but you can count me in. Okay. Uh, how are we looking on participation? Oh, we're looking good. Nice. Um, I know, I think we've got, um, it's loading right now. Um, this little spot we're in, you must be right next to a cell tower. <laughs> yeah. The service is phenomenal. Yeah, you got um, it. Well, uh, the first thing he said, he was going to show me something on his phone. And he's like, man, I got a service. I was like, well... Welcome to Verona, North Carolina. But uh, no, nothing. We've got teams signed up. Uh, we had a, a small little snafu there on the back end with PayPal somehow, but that got worked out. Everything's wide open and going on that. Um, but you have until the day of to register, and you know this is pretty standard operating procedure when it comes to tournament. Um, everybody's going to register on Friday. <laughs> oh yeah, yep, and that's fine. Yep, it's there's. I'm not telling you to go do it right this second. But it's got to be before Saturday. Yep. It's actually got to be before captain's meeting. So tell me about the captain's meeting. Yeah, so that's another big one. Uh, captain's meeting is virtual on Friday. Uh, that'll be Friday evening. I think we were looking at 6 o'clock, I wanted to say. I came really prepared for this. <laughs> so the captain's meeting will be virtual via like Facebook Live. Um, and we will go through the rules, and you can ask any questions that you have, and we will clarify and answer to the best of our ability. Um, and then... You will receive basically your token, which is a code. And you can, my suggestion is to just write this code. It's pretty much an, 
you know, alphanumeric code. That's letters and numbers, by the way. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there might be a symbol. I don't know. But write that code down. It can be on a piece of paper, an index card, something. Just put it in a Ziploc bag, something that's waterproof. And that has got to be in your photo the next day. You know, some people will do coins or koozies, little tokens to know that that picture was from that day. Uh, this tournament, you'll get your code. Um, but definitely keep it in a Ziploc or some sort of waterproof bag. And the fish has to be laid out fully visible head to tail. We have to be able to see your measuring device. And your code has to be in the photo as well. Um, that way, that lets us know that, that fish was from that day. So the captain's meeting is all virtual. That's where you'll get your code. That's where we're going to answer any questions, go over any of the details. Um, wish everybody good luck and do virtual high hand slaps over the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, But, yeah, we'll, we'll be continuing to post about all sorts of stuff like that if anybody's got any questions. And you can always call the shop, um, shoot me a DM, email, whatever you guys, however you choose to communicate. I'm happy to answer any questions. We're all here for you. If you go on the iAngler app or website to sign up, it's got my contact. It's got Judd's con. Anybody you need to talk to is there if you have any questions or concerns about anything. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that about covers everything as far as questions I had for the tournament. Um, pretty excited about Skiffapalooza as well. Um, you got anything else you need to throw in there or add to it? Well, you know. Tournaments, tournament. Glad you asked. Yeah, <laughs> let's just say that. Uh, have you thought about what you're doing after the tournament, like this summer, fall type stuff? Um, I'm even less ill prepared than you are. Oh less, yeah, less ill prepared. Um, no, it's that is the beginning of a very busy season for the both of us, I believe. It it is because right ready. You haven't filled the box yet? No, not even close to ready. I haven't tied a single fly for it yet. No. Yeah. But that's what I did to the Roanoke. Yep, and I, it worked out. <laughs> I, did I tell you about how that ended up? I don't think I did. No, I don't know. I left your shop. Uh-huh. I picked my skiff up from the mechanic. Oh, so you tested it and everything. Good. Yeah, Good. <laughs> sure didn't. <laughs> I put a motor toter on it and ran. And um, got, I put all my striper stuff in, in the rig and got ready. I packed. By the time that is all said and done, it might have been nine thirty, and I sat down at my vice until about one thirty, two o'clock, in an, in the middle of the night because you need <clears throat> hundred flies easily for the rocks and stuff. That's day one, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And um, yeah, woke up at eight o'clock the next day and went to the Roanoke. And, and that, those flies worked for you, didn't they? Sure did. Um, but yeah, that, so that's how I operate most of the time. I take phone calls and stuff. We want to, people who want to book trips. I'm like, oh, yeah, sounds great. And I'm like, no, I am not near as professional as I may seem on this podcast or over the phone. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm prepared. Like, it's on my calendar. But, no, I'm not, I'm not even close to being ready for the next two seasons that we have coming up. You want to walk us through it? Well, I mean, I'm we're still redfish, redfish, redfish uh-huh. right now. I mean, that's that's still king for everybody. Um, I will tell you, water's water's warm. What's uh, the highest you've seen so far? Ninety three. Uh, Ninety two eight. Yep. It might have been that, but I just I'm not a decimal guy. Sorry. <laughs> Me pop up this time. <laughs> I'm a bot. I, <laughs> thank you for letting me know that. You do have more friends than I thought as a bot, but no, it's, it's still just, very little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give yourself some credit, man. <laughs> 
No, it's uh, water's warm. I mean, there's fish. We're still catching fish, but uh, the false albacore are coming. Yeah, they are. And when they come, they come hard and fast. And uh, so, yeah, pretty much looking forward to that. You know, I, I look forward to Albie season all year long. I love redfish. Don't get me wrong. Skinny water is where my heart lives. Um, but there's something about a fish that goes 40 mile an hour <laughs> in three seconds that gets you moving. And uh, about into September, we'll hopefully, uh, typically, <clears throat> get some consistency around that time. And then October, November, depending on how the water is and the bait's moving, it can go Thanksgiving to Christmas if you really want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but really looking forward to the Albie season and all that that near shore has to offer for us. You know, mm-hmm. we'll still get the Spanish early Albie season and then the bluefish, which are real fun. And albacore just get bigger and bigger and bigger every week and you know last year we didn't see any of the the monster buffaloes there were some caught don't get me wrong i think the biggest one we put was about 15 pounds last year pretty big fish oh it's fun um but you know when you can break world records every year on a semi-regular basis that's pretty spectacular place you know yeah it's definitely something special a a 20 to 25 pound albacore is kind of scary yeah (laughs) Um, you're like, what? Did I tail hook a shark or something? I'm like, no, no, that's just uh, that's a big fish uh, hooked in the mouth. Yeah. So just hold on. Yep. <laughs> By the way, don't touch that reel. You're gonna break your knuckle. Uh, <laughs> yep. Thump. Don't don't touch it. <laughs> so uh, yeah. looking forward to that. You know, the big boat. We've been running some Spanish trips and stuff like that this summer. Um, I'm just really looking forward to some speed demons. Yeah. Like it's fun. Yeah. Real fun. And if you've never done it, call me. <laughs> um. Because, you know, Cape Lookout is spectacular. Yeah, it is. Like, how many places can you go and be like, oh, cool, those are 300 and some year old horses. The bloodline, not the actual horse. I'm not that dumb, people. <laughs> but like, hey, those are old horses from the old Spanish galleon fleet that sank. And, oh, oh, I'm hooked up to an albacore. Like, hey, cool, there's a lighthouse behind you, too. And did you see that, like, monster sea turtle? Like, <laughs> it's, there's a, visually, it's a really beautiful, special place. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I would agree. Yeah, and as you gear up for that, these bull drum, no, yeah, are around the corner as well. Yeah, well, you know, it's um, there's been a few reports. Yep, for bulls. Um, I won't say there's been epic reports, but it should be like any day, just lights out coming yep. on. Um, I tell you personally, I don't guide. For those up in the common places, like I don't travel to the noose. I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. There's kind of a mutual agreement. Just like, hey, that's your area. This is my area. I'm like, have fun, please. Yeah. But dang, if I got a day off, I ain't going to have some fun pulling on one. Yeah. Dang um, right, dude. And then there are some other special moments that other opportunities to find them that can be just absolutely lights out epic. So, yeah, um, big old Menhaden flies are getting tied up. Uh, there will be some giant copper tops coming to the boat in the future. Um, but yeah, if, if you guys have never done the bull drum fishing, it it's pretty special. Yeah. I mean, you know, these fish, you catch you a 50-inch fish, and all of a sudden you're like, well, this is a 30, 35-year-old fish. It's I mean, this, this creature has been here. You know, some of these people out there catching them, like, oh, that's four times your age. Yeah. Like, you know, the kids that are out there doing mm-hmm. it, which is awesome, by the way. Way cool. And you're like, guys, have some appreciation for these guys. I yeah. mean, it's, they're, they're dinosaurs. Yeah. He's, like you said, he is twice your age. Yeah. That's just hard to fathom. As a 25-year-old guy, I don't even feel qualified to be out <laughs> there doing it. I'm like, dude, we 
we were both born in 97, <laughs> me and you. Like, it's crazy, man. You, it, there's such a special fish, and to see that dinosaur in real life. Um, but I'm excited for that grind, and uh, I'm excited for the false albacore. It's coming up. It's around the corner. But we got to get out of flood tide season first. Oh, well, I mean, I don't want to get out of flood tide season. I don't season. either. Oh, my god. But we're, we're putting the, what's the saying? Putting the cart before the buggy. The cart before buggies, carts, yeah, something like that. Buggy before the horse. I think that was even before my time. And yeah. when you said you were 97, I was like, God, I'm an old fart. <laughs> uh, both my trucks are older than you. Oh, yeah. Did you get them while you was young? Uh, one of them um, was my dad's that mm. I finally got in possession of. So, yeah, that one's 92. Whew. That's my baby. Yeah, I bet. And my other one is almost as old as I am. It's an 87 K5 with a, uh, a Duramax in it. That's so that's sick. nasty. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the Albies and stuff. I don't even know what we were just talking about, but dude, it's awesome. We got to make it out of flood tides. Season. Oh yeah, flood tides. No, and carts, I don't carts, buggies. Hey, horses. speaking of flood tides, uh, you had a little bit of success, didn't you? Last night. Last night it was fun. Pretty cool, huh? It was way cool. Yeah, um, they were doing it dirty. There's some larger than normal fish. Uh, face was, down, tail up. Face down, tail up. Sweet. Head standing. Mm, just wagging at you. Wagging. Were they yeah. ready to do upper hand slaps too? I thought about just dabbing him up instead of catching him. Ooh. Like he was asking for it. Fancy. Yeah. Uh, we ended up walking to him. It wasn't a super, super high flood. and uh, But, yeah, we got the job done. Funny, um, relates to you here. Um, I was It was fun fishing. I was, I was not guiding last night. And uh, talking to my good buddy, my turnip partner, Noah, I was like, man, I'm thinking about this flat. And I was like, that's kind of in Perry's and, and John's neck of the woods. Let me call him and see if it's been flooding and how's it been. Well, that's mighty civil of you. Yeah. Think of us. I was like, hey, man, <laughs> what's the scoop? He's like, mm, you should probably go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, enough said. Took off and thanks to some, I shot you a picture. I said, uh, mm -hmm. this fish was brought to you by good intel. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I love getting pictures like that, like. Dude, you, you totally could have done and everything and had a super successful night, but it's really fun when you're like double high five right there. Yeah. Like you did it, man. Yep. And I feel like that plays into the Skiffapalooza uh -huh. and you know what I mean? That network of like you may not even been on the water yesterday. No. But the network I'm like, hey, is this doing good? Is that doing good? We didn't divulge information nope. or blow any spots, but you were a part of what had happened, which I'll be honest with you, just to see three fish, that's all we saw in about four hours of fishing, eh, three hours of fishing. Well, just on one little flat, too, though, so. We didn't, yeah, we kind of yeah. married it, and, uh, but they were just doing it right. Yeah. They were hungry, happy, um, gurgler-eating studs in the Ooh, grass. Oh, yes. Like, yes. Um, so, we, yeah, for, for two dudes out to have some cold snacks and see a few tails, it was mission accomplished. Two dudes and three tails, that's uh, <laughs> something on pay-per-view, by the way. Yeah, it was it was successful. I'd buy it. Yeah, I'd oh, buy it. I'd yeah. order that. I'd probably pay double. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it depends on how long you get it for. If it's like one of those twenty-four hour rentals, definitely worth nineteen ninety-nine for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd it, pay, yeah, I'd do that. Get it for the week. I'd pay forty. <laughs> yeah, cash. <laughs> Here's my social. <laughs> Slide right in. Um, no, but have, I mean, how's your flood season been? You it's some, been good. You know, uh, but we were looking at these floods, and. I asked you a question, even though I know the answer, but we looked at each other like, have you seen these floods? It's going to be a crap season. Yeah. Like, we all thought they were bad floods. And they then, were just super late. Like, yeah. 
everything was like, oh, cool, we're getting enough water at 9 p.m., mm-hmm. so great. But contrary to what we thought. Yes, because uh, everything is 100% correct when you predict it seven years in the future. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, the last, we've had several really good, fun, productive runs that where you can actually fish the whole cycle um, instead of getting shut out by, you know, daylight being gone. But even early season, you know, um, me and a, me and a buddy John, we uh, spent some time scouting some different new flood flats that we want to learn a little bit more out of. And you're like, oh, well, that worked out. That was awesome. Um, and you know, you have to check in on your oldie but goodie spots that you just are standard operating procedure. Oh, well, there's fish there too. Like, okay, okay, <laughs> this is shaping up to be really good. Yeah. And um, I mean, you caught fish last night. I know John had a phenomenal night last night. Uh, he can share that on his next podcast. I'm not gonna steal his thunder, but it's uh, there's been some good fish up on the flats, being very aggressive, and I mean, visually, everybody thinks about a tail and redfish when you think about even light tackle. I mean, you know, fly light tackle, it's a tail and redfish, and just to see them as happy as they are and as willing as they are, giving you the opportunity, even if you botch one. There might be like three or four of them right around them. Mm-hmm. Like, wait yep. 10 seconds and look. And uh, it's just been a great run. And I'm really happy that the tides have worked out well. And that'll keep going for a while. You know, we've got a solid another month, month and a half of that happening. Yeah. Um, you know, if the water stays warm, too, it might keep going as long as those crabs are active. Yep. Dude, you might catch you a tailor in Halloween, for all I know. You know? We Yeah, that's not not totally uncommon for North Carolina. No. Having a hot year no. and, and no. getting those a.m. Yeah. Yeah, Halloween the, floods. The morning ones are fun. Uh, I, I really prefer the evening ones. But do you really? Yeah, I I like the evening ones. Mm. Um, that's just a personal thing. I like the morning. That's okay. I'd really start my morning like that. Mm. Yeah, I like to bang my head against the wall first thing in the morning. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. Finish on a high note. But even when I'm guiding, I don't like to come out the gate swinging. I want it to be maybe well. Obviously, I want to crush it from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen every day. Would you rather catch a fish on your first cast or your last cast? Last cast. Yeah, 100%. I'd rather be a fourth quarter guide than catch two fish at spot number one and struggle. You ever had those days to where you just go in there and you're like, all right, let's get your warm-up in before I go into this bay or this creek or this flat, whatever. All right, you feeling good? Cool. Well, we're going to start fishing. Bam, hooked it. And you're like, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Definitely. no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please keep this up the rest of the day. I mean, you're pumped. Don't get me wrong. You're happy, fish in hand, smiles, high hand slaps all around. And it's a deep breath, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Whew. Yeah, dude. Like, We're... everything from here on out's a bonus. Yep. Yep. Especially <laughs> the fly game. Yeah. Oh, 100% fly game. Yeah, that's, that's a little different than your Carolina rig fishing, which, hey, hey do what you got to do, brother. Like, I'm, I'm good for it. Uh, we're uh, we're paid to catch fish, <clears throat> period. Yeah, you want to go fishing or uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if that's what we need to do, and I'm, I'm straight with people like, hey, do you want to marry a fly rod? Or... You want to spin to win, baby. Yeah. Like, if it's blowing 30 and raining, like, look, man, I got, I know where Fangamola are. Uh huh. And I know in the purest community of fly anglers, it's frowned upon. And, and, you know, I get crap for my bait bucket tied to my skiff and this and that. But I'm like, buddy, we get, we, we're, we're catching fish today. We got some fish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was Tom Rowland that said, like, all these guys, like, I'd rather catch one on fly than 100 on bait. He looked at him and was like, have you ever caught 100 on bait? <laughs> It's actually a lot of fun. That's pretty good time right there, ain't it? <laughs> and I don't like if, tonight. Like I'm not going to go bait fishing. Yeah, it's not what I want to do either. Um, 
I, I think eventually at Angler will get to a point like, yeah, if I can't do it on fly, I don't want to go, and that's fine. You got to be versatile, but man. you got to be versatile. There's so much of this fishery you're missing out, missing out like sheep's head, black drum, um, offshore flounder. Uh-huh. Like, there's just so many things because you just want to do it with the fly rod. Sure, Which you can't can do, do all those things with a fly rod, just not on every single day. Yeah, it can definitely be more productive on spin equipment, whether it's artificial or live dead bait. Um, whatever you want to do, but you do have to have that in your bag of tricks for I think sure. So. You know, especially right now. I mean, dude, we're reading ninety three degree water. I might show you two hundred fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, will one of them eat? That's up to them. Yeah, and if they're not, I can almost guarantee they're going to eat that muller that cut menhaden. Like, mm, you want to catch one or not? Like, let's go ahead and get that motivation slimy hand high five, and then pick that fly rod back up. Yep, I like it. Or throw top water from five thirty to seven, and then grab. You know oh, what I mean? Dude. Like, there's there's ways around it. So, oh, dude, I mean, top. But water. I don't I don't crap on the purist either. Like, I, I admire know. your fly or die mentality. But I don't. Know, I guess it's different because we are guiding. Well, I mean, you know, it all depends on your client too. I mean, I've definitely had guys in there who are like I'm not touching that. Yeah. You're like, all right. Did you well, bring gear with you? I sure did. <laughs> gear fisherman. Um. But no, I mean, I, I can totally respect the want and the desire and the uh, the goal that they have in mind. Um, I appreciate it. You know, personally for me, I prefer to fly fish. Same. Um, but when somebody wants to go catch fish, just have an open mind. And, you know, there was a podcast about this, managing your expectations. Like, do you expect to just go out there and hammer redfish on fly in mid-August? Possibility, yeah, you, you could do that. But you also need to be prepared that if it is a tough day or the fish aren't being the most friendly, that there is a plan B that is available. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a good guide will have that in his bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the cast nets on board. Or the gulp shrimps right beside the fly <laughs> box, like whatever the case is. Dude, you know what? That's, there ain't nothing wrong with a gulp shrimp. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that right now. You want to hear a confession mm-hmm. about gulp shrimp? Please do. I I was struggling to catch bait and didn't want to be late. I looked in there. I was like, a 15 mullet, four-hour trip. I'm like, all right, we got it. We're going to make it work. Ended up fishing like five or six hours, uh-huh. which is not uncommon. No, if you yeah. need more time yeah. and they're yeah. cool with it, roll. Hey, do you do you watch your watch to cut time out? <laughs> <That's a> funny, <laughs> I have to tell you that story later. Um I watch as dead as a doornail right now, by the way, for the listeners. <laughs> I've worn it all day. Um, but, uh, no, so we ran out of bait, obviously. Hour five, 15 mullet did not cut it. And it got to, like, last three, I'm cutting them. Oh, yeah. And they're finger mullet. I'm still trying to make it last. I'm like, oh, we're going to try this. And you keep going. And then I was like, what the crap am I going to do? Like, we finally found some, like, a pretty hot bite. Sure. So we were pulling the trip together. Yep. And, um... I was like, you ever dead stick to gulp? And so we did. We started dead sticking and floating gulp. Dude, that's under, tournament fishing 101. It is. And that's where it, I kind of pulled that from the bag of tournament tricks. And it was like that particular bite, if you're listening in Berkeley, um, <laughs> there was no different. Like the last three mullet that were out were doing whatever the gulp was doing. And it was like a drifting scenario. Uh-huh. Like every other drift, the gulp was getting it. You know, every other drift, the mullet was getting right. it. So I was like, <laughs> It just felt really good about it. And they loved it, didn't they? they oh, yeah, loved they the trip. Yeah. Kids trip. They Dude. they were all about it. Yeah, keep the next generation going, man. Yeah. They were like 
dude, I caught a fish on something that's not even real. I'm like, yeah, buddy. Yeah, they eat that. I just tricked a fish into eating plastic. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. We, we were stoked. You know, we were high-fiving and yeah. getting fired up about it. I guarantee you the next time, if I see that fit guy, I'm kid again, or whoever sees that kid again on their skiff, he's like, I want to catch him on plastic. And like, you just, want to throw artificials? Like, this kid's the real deal right now. He was stoked, yeah. man. So it was it was a cool cool way to bring it all together. Um, but in the live cut bait thing, and, and the gulp is, I mean, right up there. Oh, it's there. Uh, that's not allowed in the Redfish Rodeo, just to be clear. Full circle back. Ooh, question. <laughs> Good question. Can I dip a fly in juice? Uh, no, no sense allowed. Really? Yeah, it's a fly fishing tournament, man. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't ever do that or anything. You've never, like, put a little dab of Procure or something on your finger and gone to your client like, hey, let me check your fly real quick. Nah. And just smear that in. No so way, like, dude. Not, you got that separate fly box <laughs> in your boat <laughs> just for those... It's, not, it's a tub of gold with a bunch of flies in it, actually. No, let me just, I got to get something out of this. You know, this, let's try this fly one more time. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, again, not being the, the purest that maybe I should be sometimes, I would dip a fly in some gold like that. <clears throat> I didn't hear that. We not were. on tournament day, <laughs> obviously. Well, uh, if anybody is... Fish in the Redfish Rodeo and cracks his code of secret spots that he's talking about. And uh, you see him do that. You let me know. <laughs> Rules will be enforced. Okay. That's a good point, too. Uh-huh. We're going to get back to Redfish Rodeo, apparently. Full circle. Come on. Um, How close can I get to another skiff that's fishing the tournament? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Have some common sense. Yeah. Um, you know, most standard rules are pretty much like 100 yards type thing. There's, we're going to be somewhat lax on this because these aren't, it's not like an IFA tournament type thing. This is, if you're out there fishing, the chances of you being side-by-side side with somebody are going to be pretty slim to nil. Um, I don't even know what the writing says. I wish you didn't ask me this question. I told you I came really prepared. And if people didn't hear it earlier, I totally dropped my phone to read the rules, and I haven't gone down to get it yet. <laughs> that loud bang about 15 minutes ago yeah, well, was Perry's phone. It hit the stool, then it hit my foot, and then it hit the air grate. And then I think the cat's currently licking it or something. I don't know. It's probably it's probably got some procure on it when it's tasting. Little cat is a uh, he's a monster. By the way, there is a cat named Little Cat. He got real creative with his name. Um, just like our fishing spots, we yeah. just never named it. It's a, it's a small cat that <clears throat> ended up making its home uh, under our house, and we never named it. Just all right, little cat, chill out. Yeah, little cat and the puppers are just having like a stare down right now through the window. If you look at the dog too long, she'll start barking. I'm staring right now. Do it. Oh, 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 oh. oh squirrel. <laughs> oh man. Well, I don't. I don't have anything else to add. You got anything? We got a flood to go fish. Yeah, you better get out of here. Um, I've got a child to go tend to this evening. Mm. So I wish you the best on your tail wagon adventures. I know tonight. where I'm going if you're not going to be out there. Uh, as far as I know, uh, secret spot one zero zero one zero zero one two seven is wide open. <laughs> okay, man, I cannot thank you enough for for jumping on here. Um, hope to see everybody at Skiff Plus this Saturday, and uh, thanks for listening.